This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman, and you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Our project, welcome back to the show. We're going to bring back an old favorite for you today. We, we love you guys so much. Um, this one is not on video. Uh, we're going to get into Q&A today. So we feel like we haven't addressed your questions specifically. There's a little bit of turbulence in the My Muscle Project studio where kind of revamping our strategy, YouTube, all this sort of stuff. Um, going a little bit back to our roots, but also um, changing up some stuff. Uh, but not, not the place to get into it now, but today... Uh, we've, we've got a lot of questions banked up from you guys always messaging in on the Instagram. That's the best place to do it. Mm. So if you want to hear from us, um, or you want your questions answered, just send us a DM at the My Muscle Project and we'll, we'll answer it there. So, uh, Raf, first question, what have we got today? Okay. We have Ariel Blythe on Instagram. Hello team, listening to the podcast on why personal trainers suck as gym owners. <laughs> have to agree so much. See, we're not stupid. Yeah. However, I, a crazy single mama running CrossFit Byron Bay, which is in Queensland, Australia. No, it's not. Uh, New South Wales. Sorry, <laughs> it's true. Almost Queensland. It is in New South Wales. Uh, it's mental and I'm burning out. I need some help. What do you suggest? Okay, great question. Um, when, when we did that episode, I can't remember specifically what we talked about in terms of... I don't think we gave a solve, right? We just gave the reasons as to why gym owners are not... Uh, sorry, PTs are not cut out to be gym owners. Yeah, right? because it's just, just more like an illumination. Like you just don't learn of any of the skills that you need to run yeah. a gym. Totally different. Yeah. Um, this is a. This is a. This is not an easy question to answer. The reason being is because it's kind of like my. Your the reason you're burning out is not because your business is going really well. You usually burn out because your business is not going that well, right? Or it's maintaining. Like yeah, you can. You can run yourself, burn the candle at both ends. But if you're making millions of dollars a month, you're like, mm. fucking, this is sweet. I'm not going to stop. But if you're not, if it's not going the way you want it to go, you can burn out. You can burn out. You can work five hours a week. Your business is going shit and you can still burn out because you're like, I can't do this five hours anymore. Yeah. It's not getting me anything. It's so difficult. It's so tough. It's not worth it. So I think ultimately burnout comes back to the business not being successful. And there's, of course, there's cases where the business is going exceptionally well. Uh, like a John Barati, right? When Precision Nutrition was going fantastic and he was like suicidal because he was stuck in a role they didn't want to do and he's burnt out. So there are, are other reasons. But, you know, generally in the gym industry, you're working the early morning, you're working the late night and you're just not making the money you want to make. Um, so in terms of a first step, um, the only thing that makes sense to me is you need to hire someone. That would be my first step, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the difference between owning a gym and working at any job, right? Is yeah. When you work in a job, the only thing you can do is leave, talk to your manager. Yeah. Whereas you have, you have basically one lever you can pull when you're running a gym, which is you can hire somebody. Yeah. So I think it's the only, like, obviously you could close it. That'd be one option, which maybe you need to consider. I've been, we've been across the Fire and Bay, right? So I can like visualize this gym. Exactly. It is a sick gym. It sucks sick if it's raining. <laughs> so I wouldn't close it. You've also got like great, I think, SEO and just like, CrossFit Byron Bay, right? That's probably going to get good, good drop-in traffic, good, um, good search volumes, uh, and it's a cool gym. It's probably like very cheap rent out there. I'd I imagine. Wonder, I wonder what the search volume is for CrossFit at the moment. I don't know. I still think it's pretty decent. Pretty like, decent, maintained. I reckon it's still pretty. I still think it's like enough people out there that are like I'll give it a go. Mm. Um, because whenever I've spoken to most people that have like a good CrossFit gym, like yeah, they always want more leads, but they still like yeah, I always get people looking for CrossFit. Yeah. Right. So I, I still think it's there. Get, bring them out the CrossFit games and shit. I'm sure helps. A Netflix documentary wouldn't hurt as well. Uh, so yeah, I would like if you could afford it and you wanted to keep the gym, I would just like try and make a way to hire a gym manager, get someone young who's like that's their dream job, 
yeah give him the dream job do extra pt to make the money like you, that you need to live and that's the only real way out here and then over time if you actually get better at running your gym then there'll be enough money that you can make money while still having a gym manager yeah i mean this is the natural leveling up that is required i feel like every stage of business there's like a a point where you enter this level like say level one is just you doing everything maybe you and your business partner not making that much money and then you get you you run that for a bit and you're like this is actually sweet i'm living the dream i'm my mm. own boss i got my own gym and then that gets old and you you start burning out right and then it requires you to go to the next level which in this case is like hiring someone setting up some systems teaching them how to do things and then eventually it's like fuck this is like i'm still working too much like i'm not getting enough marketing or i don't know how to close enough sales business and so it's like are you on this this journey business uh sales mentorship uh marketing books and courses and you go to that level and there's all these different levels so it's not like um you'll ever reach this point of nirvana where everything's easy there's always going to be different challenges at every level you're just at the challenges at this level but you need to be wide-eyed about the fact that the next level will have its own challenges and you'll still feel the same way and you'll still feel in some ways a little bit burnt out so it is just a continual journey. And I think the sooner you accept that, the more willing you are to take on the problems. But if you don't want these kind of problems and you mentioned you're a mom, you may just want to be with your kids, you might find it easy to go be a coach, sell the gym yeah. to someone else, go be a coach, work for someone. But at least you say you can, you've can, you tried it. Mm. But um, yeah, there's there's many levels to this game. Okay, Alexander Volkanovsky, which you said is a fake name. No, no, it's just, it might be this guy's name, but not to be mistaken with... um. The UFC featherweight champion Alexander. Different. Alexander he, maybe ask the question. Let's read it. It's not. It's not how you spell it. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Instagram question. Uh, I've worked in corporate roles for ten years, mostly around digital transformation. Uh, I work a lot with clients who need to implement change in my personal life. I've trained for a decade, read widely on fitness, wellness, and behavior and habit change. I've been thinking about doing a PT side hustle and in the process of doing a Cert three and four. However. I want to apply my wide skills and to add more value than a standard PT. Are there any trends or growth skills uh, that you, you're seeing in the market? I'm excellent around health and fitness tech, data-driven analysis and change management. Just want to carve out a little niche and not let my existing skills go to waste. Mm. Any insights would be great. The question I always want to ask here, and obviously we can't, is in five years from now, is your side hustle still a side hustle and you're training you know, two nights out of the week, you've got six clients that you service and like it's just that that variety, that need that you need to scratch every week and that's enough or is it like now I'm a full-time PT, now I'm like innovating in the industry, you know, now I've got my own online hub where people pay me for... I think we should assume he would like to make fitness in general his full-time thing. Okay. Because he's got this plan of like, I'm doing this and I want to start picking more up of this. Mm. So we could answer it that way. I mean, that's generally what people treat their side hustles as is like hopefully yeah, a, dream. a dream to become their yeah. future full-time thing. Um, so that says to me straight off the bat that what you're not doing, what you're enjoying. I think that's why it doesn't want his skills to be relevant. It doesn't want the last, how many years? 20 years? A decade. The last decade, decade of, of work to be irrelevant in the next part, which obviously if you shift careers in a different industry, it can very quickly become mm. irrelevant somewhat depending on what the skill set is. But, there are skills that are automatically going to transfer. If you've worked for a, a good a good sized company, you understand like systems and professionalism and deadlines and that sort of stuff. A lot of the a lot of the fitness industry doesn't know shit about that, right? Because they go from college or the university or they go from high school straight into the fitness industry, and so they haven't just developed base professional skills, which is like 
why we don't love hiring people that are like straight out of fitness college, straight out of university, it's because you haven't learned to be a professional yet. You haven't learned to show up on time, to always look the part and be clean and shaven and all that sort of stuff and smelling good and, and how to speak to people. Like there is just a mask of professionalism and maturity that just comes inherently with time. So you, you would have that in that role. Definitely. So like, even if you think, well, I can't, like if I'm searching to adapt this digital transformation outline and put it into PT, you don't necessarily have to go like that. You just, you will have a bunch of skills inherently that puts you ahead of the other PT pack. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't always be seeking a, like a very specific way to transfer your specific skills to the next industry just because it might end, end up down a rabbit hole that makes no mm. sense. Um, but with that being said, um, I think the way this person's thinking, Alex is thinking, is like niche is better for sure. Like I think like going as niche as possible in the fitness industry is like the best strategy. It's worked out so well for us. I mean, I would say we even... When we initially said business leaders, I was like, fuck, we are so niche. We've niched even more niche than business yeah. leaders now. Like we are so specific with the type of business owner and executive that we have at the gym to the point that now people are coming in, they're only like 50% of the niche and like very quickly they leave. Like they mm. filter themselves out. That's how That's how, how niche works. Yeah, we're ex extreme niche. The better you get it, like the more it finds the people you want and the faster it filters out the people you don't. Um, so I like the idea of going down the niche. I don't think you have it yet mm. uh, by the sounds of it, but you're on the right path. Yeah, I think what's cool about what you're doing, which is I don't know if it's like a perfect job for you right away, but if you do PT as a side hustle, then I think if you, you could get some cool jobs that if you were just a PT, you wouldn't get, right? So say you maybe went to work at like a fitness tech company, right? Maybe like say, and we talked about Noom once on the show. It's kind of like, uh, like teach you how to diet well apps, like a behavior oh, change yeah, diet yeah, app, yeah, right? Someone like there would probably like, because once you've, when you work with clients on the floor, you gain an understanding of like their actual problems that I always think is really valuable. You know, I know what it's like for someone who's actually trying to lose weight, like the battles, the things they say, whatever. Um, who's someone who's never done PT would just struggle to have the insight you've had, right? So potentially if you did it as a side hustle, then you could jump straight into a really cool job, maybe working for like Barry's Bootcamp or like Noom or some big company that's got all these different roles where they're looking at like the tech and the, the analysis of like what their client behavior is. And you're like, dude, I know from the bottom of what clients are like all the way to like, yeah, how to actually implement that in a company. So mm. um, I don't think your time is wasted doing it as a side hustle. What I wouldn't do is like, do the path every other PT, PT does, which is just like PT to like being a gym owner up. Yeah. Cause then I think, yeah, your skills are pretty wasted. Like change management, bro, they ain't gonna help opening a gym. No. At all. <laughs> well, it's he's in digital transformation, right? Yeah. So I, 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 if I was to pick a niche, if I was this guy and I, you were like, all right, what would you do next? What I would actually do, maybe go study up on some PT, right? Yeah. Get, get, get a few clients. Maybe get a few clients, right? Just do See some, what it's so like. you can say you've done it. And then what I would actually do is I would find good pts like with a lot of potential because now like you're you're somewhat educated in the mm. industry you know the understand the problems you, you have that like i know what you're going through um i know what clients are like i know what it's like to wake up early i know what it's like to kind of fit people in and deal with their emotional state and blah 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 and then i feel like you're well equipped to go to pts at that are doing really well for themselves but don't have a digital presence and want to scale up and like help them and like be their consultant and be like, all right, you're a mini business. So what do you want to do next? All right, I want to scale to online or I want to do this type of content or I want to start a podcast or whatever. It's like, cool. Well, I'm an expert in digital transformation. I'm also 
starting out as a PT, still coach your clients, whatever, but how about I help you as a consultant build your digital strategy and presence mm. and we work together and build that together and whatever. And, and Tons get paid of those opportunities way. out there. Heaps. Like yeah. what PT wouldn't love someone that, because the PT won't respond well, I don't think, as well to someone who's like, oh, I've got, you have no idea what I go through. Mm. You're not even in Definitely. Shape, people you know? will buy from people that like them. It's always like, dude, 100%. buy gym owners for gym owners. Like, 100%. Everyone loves that, right? That's why, that's why Alex Homozi, even though he's basically like a, mm. a business coach, the reason the fitness industry loves him is obviously he had gym launch, but he's fucking jacked. Yeah, yeah. You, right? you, you that's like why they like people him. like if he was like fat you, or yeah. if he was skinny. Like the fitness industry wouldn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, you just you literally like even for me, I have struggle tr- trouble buying anything on someone really overweight. Yeah, even though I intuitively know, you're like, yeah, but the discipline. <laughs> I know it's like the values don't align. It's right? hard. There's it's a really limit hard. to what you'll buy from them. Yeah, yeah. There's a limit to what you'll buy from. Them. Uh, yeah. Okay, Jack Dearborn, uh, love the pod. Uh, after listening to you talk about the laws of the fitness industry i feel like i have a great niche idea that could possibly scale and grow into a franchise my question is though what, how is the best way to go about it if it's just an idea and have little to no money behind it how do you go about finding an investor interesting very cryptic from uh from, yeah i guess he doesn't want to give Jack. away his question <laughs> his i mean our experience idea. with this is we've basically bootstrapped everything but we did take on some investment um for our locker room venture yeah yeah i mean the hardest part about investing and finding investors is sorry he's not trying to invest he's just trying to get, get sorry yeah sorry getting getting investors on board is th- like understanding like when we got investment understanding that we have a lot of investors at the gym as well a lot of vc like private equity guys what they look for in the beginning obviously the idea is important the business plan they can help with so they're not too worried about the numbers and how they shake out as long as the idea is pretty sound and they can see just generally high level okay these numbers could make sense what they care about is they care a lot about the founder i think that's at every level though 100 percent, all levels of, of investment no 100 percent. but i think um there's not much at a lot of levels right at at really high levels when there's a hundred million dollar business here mm. and we can take it to a billion and we can scale it globally there's a lot more on the table than just the founder. They yeah. go, okay, cool. The founder's important. He's got a vision, but you know, do we need him? Look, we can kind of park him over mm. here. We can bring this CEO in. We can do this guy. Like, he's important, but he's not the only thing. You're the only thing right mm. now. The only thing. You're the only thing. That's what they're betting on, right? And so, what you have to realize is you need, you're selling yourself. And, and what is selling yourself? Selling yourself is like your work ethic, your determination, your your previous education, things you've taught yourself, like the intangibles and the tangibles that make you who you are and the factors that will make you successful. And if you don't sell them correctly or properly to the investor, he's not going to believe in your idea because he's like, oh, that's a great idea, but you don't seem like you mm. could actually pull it off, you know, because there's ideas everywhere, right? How many people like they saw Uber and they're like, I had that idea. Yeah. Like fucking thousands, tens of thousands probably, but only one person mm. pulled it off, right? So it's all about the execution of the plan and that and this stage that you're at, it comes down to the founder. So um, in terms of where to find investors, I'm pretty sure you can, I mean, ask your network. That's one part. And you just go on LinkedIn and start adding VC people. They're always looking to invest. Um, so just like top top venture capital firms in your um, in your state or your city or whatever, just Google a list of them and then just start adding their people on LinkedIn. That's what they do. They go out and they find founders with ideas. 
So you can go message them. I would start there. There's like also um, startup hubs that are quite good. Yes. That you can like join and they already have all the connections and they get investment on a regular basis if you Constantly. have a good idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, keep trying. And I think it's one of those things where you got to like book 100 meetings and expect mm. 99 no's and one yes. I still think that, I don't know what your background is, but I think that if you have no runs on the board, I think you should still try and get some runs on the board before getting investment. Just because it's really hard if you have like zero resume. Define runs on the board. Like you have never made money in anything. So you have like a zero. Like you don't have a job. Yeah, you just had a job. That, that's not making money. That's okay. a job, right? That's so not, how, how do you get runs on the board? As an entrepreneur. Had, as an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur. So try Some, something else. Yeah, you've done something. Or even try this in a way that maybe you don't need investment. Okay. But you're you, like, he's trying to get investment basically as him as a founder when he has zero track record as a founder. Mm. Even at least when we went for investment, there was some track record there, right? Yeah. Oh, I can see you guys like know how to make money, turn a profit and run a business, not end up in jail over a period of time. If you have none of those things, yeah. I just think- Higher you know, risk. It's <laughs> you, you need like a, a uncle to invest in that shit, <laughs> right? Because you just, the, exactly what you said, right? Which is like, they're betting on you yeah. and you have zero track record. So yeah. like, you're betting on a soccer player who's never played soccer before. Yeah. yeah, maybe you'll find someone, but I reckon that if you can find a way, well, there's so many ways to make money without investment these days. If you can't do that, you probably don't have what it takes anyway with an investor money. Yeah. So um, I think you should try and have some success before going down the investor route. Mm. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. Next question. Uh, Grant Satterwhite, better to deload before feeling completely wrecked or wait until fully wrecked <laughs> check yourself <laughs> before you wreck yourself no under no circumstances is it ever good to wreck yourself so if you end up in a position where your nervous system is completely blasted and you can't get out of bed and you're sore constantly and you're getting sick your immune system's run down you've like you're just going to waste the three to four weeks of training that you put in before that so you always want to stay away from that point and that is the point of deloads is they come in before like they're programmed in ahead of time knowing that if we didn't put it in here, that person would keep pushing themselves because they feel good and they wouldn't allow their body to, to supercompensate. There's definitely times where you feel like, okay, I'm not pushing the same weights. I'm mm. feeling a bit run down here. I'm not not quite as energetic, but you wouldn't call yourself wrecked. That's the time to deload. The time to deload is like when you just feel that little bit of dip, you come off that kind of top end. The weights aren't really going up. You're getting a bit stuck. You feel a bit flat in the gym. That's like your deload time, which is typically three to four weeks into a training cycle. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't skip them. I've done that before. <laughs> Don't uh, last question. Jackson underscore Wiz. Thoughts on the 2022 CrossFit Games? So my experience with the CrossFit Games this year went as I saw a YouTube thumbnail on my TV and I was like, fuck, that face looks familiar. And then I, I hovered over the thumbnail and I was like, oh, 2022 CrossFit Games. I was like, oh, cool. The, the CrossFit Games on again. Didn't click it. Then the next day I went to the gym and Levi, one of our coaches, he's like really into CrossFit. And I said, oh, like who won the games this year and it was the same guy as last time the young guy with the mullet yeah uh um medina no nah, it's yeah it's something like that yeah maduro our, our producer's in the house economy cast he's and, late um, ladies and gentlemen and he's late tia um, that's true he's, he's where early tia we're an hour Claire to me one which is obviously um how many how many is name. that that's six six how Tia. close was it close or was it like yeah it's pretty, that's pretty close man that's because that's only within 10 percent, right so she's won by 105 points oh yeah look she's coming 10th and, and she was struggling she obviously didn't have the white jersey early on um and then if i go to the men did you watch it kind of the games no laura horvath i've heard of before i think we saw it i think we saw her in dubai together laura okay. horvath oh the aussie and then Who's ricky that? ricky garrard came third who came second 
Roman, he's Russian, so he's got no flag. And to be frank, we discussed this. He shouldn't have been at the games in the first place. What is this a la- is this a landslide victory for Medros? No, he's just won, bro. He's that's oh, nothing. Just made Thirty it. points. That's just one event. Made. Who about um? And then Ricky's Ricky was decent way from winning, but yeah, he's pretty close, and he's pretty close to coming fourth as well. How long was his ban? Five years. Samuel Quant, we saw him when we went to the games. Five years. Is uh, um four years. He got a four year ban, but the fifth year was like. So he, you know, his his score got taken out in that first year, and then he was banned for four years. Ah, uh, okay. So I guess it's five Effectively years of no, five of no years score. Against, yeah. uh, but yeah, he got to go. So how old is he now, Ricky? Ricky would know, be, must like... be like 27, 28. I've got to say that is when you get banned for four years. I was like, that's it. That is so long. And yeah, but you got to realize these guys do nothing else. Yeah, out in the but country. it's it's still phenomenal. They're um, country boys, bro. Even to what else are they gonna do? To, um, to have that patience, that is incredible. So what I heard, I haven't seen any of it. They need to bring out a Netflix documentary to watch this, but. From what I heard, there was like, so did Dave Castro get his job back? Yeah. He got his job back, but I think he didn't program for the games. I think he got a different job. Yeah, he got a different job. So uh, someone else has programmed for it. I think Adrian, I think it was Adrian Bosman. And what he's done is pretty much not do all the classic CrossFit. So like tons of barbells and thrusters and power cleans. So and no, push no press. ollie lifting. Barely any. I think he had a max split jerk. Uh, and then just make it like you, more. You made it out like you haven't, you don't know, but you, apparently you know all the events right now. <laughs> oh no, I didn't follow. Well, this I, year, I, I, know but it, I know. I know we had a max split jerk, um, and I can see right here they've got on the previous screen uh, Max Sandbag, which is insane, 152 kilos. Uh, but yeah, he's gone back to like I know there was a bike. Um, I know there was a pool event, uh, and like a swim ski erg event. I didn't watch all the cross and, games. Um, yes, I did. What else? Uh, <laughs> I don't think anything else that was like interesting. Can you just admit that you watched the whole CrossFit Games? I didn't see any of the CrossFit Games. Then how do you know all the details? Because I was told about the Andrew, Adrian Bosman thing and I went through and looked at all the events like this. Okay, you read the events. Yeah, yeah. I, I went, I went oh, you didn't the watch them? No, none of it. Because oh. I only found it. I, I missed it and like I would have watched. Wouldn't have actually. The, the You can't watch the CrossFit Games. You basically just follow to find out who wins and then you wait for the Netflix documentary. Yeah. No one is going to wake up at 7 a.m. Where, to where live it? stream is it still at Wisconsin? Um, uh, yeah, it's in Madison. Madison. It's, li- it's like un- it's unwatchable, but um, like a Netflix documentary. Yeah, uh, makes it, it like a good. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's literally it's not like a rugby or a soccer game, right? No, no. Actually enjoyable yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah. Unless you do the sport and you're obsessed. Even with it. then, bro, I did the sport. It's still tough to watch. It's there were moments watch. where we enjoyed it though, but it was really because it was the last event and it was like, who is going to do yeah. the more? Thrusters? And often it was already like, Matt Fraser's 300 points ahead, you know, yeah. and it wasn't great. Um, like we went to the CrossFit Games all the way there. And I don't know if you remember, but we like walked out and got food and missed like the final events. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so not I'm, great. It's I remember sitting there eating bro. and they're like, here we go, final event. We're yeah. like, oh shit. And we were, we were really, really into it. Um, but yeah, anyway, point of this was, was that, yeah, he, it's more like general fitness again, which I think is a, uh, is a great move for the injuries of CrossFit long-term. And then, yeah, in the teams, Khan, previous guest of the show, looks like he's come fourth on the Icelandic team. Uh, and it actually looks like, can you scroll, but it looks like Froning won every single event. First, 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 first. Oh, there's two CrossFit Mayhem events. Yeah, I assume he's only in one of them. <laughs> Maybe he goes both teams. Scroll, he came, oh no, okay, they lost, they lost the start. Bike, strong and fast. Anyway, they after the first They only finished outside events, of the top three once, bro. And after the first four months, they won every single event. Do you reckon when um when they like rejigged CrossFit Games, like they took out drug testing? Because they're like, all right, who's our most valuable people? Like Rich Froning, Ricky. Yeah. I, like, no, I thought hasn't I think Roman like ages ago got done for a drug test, or maybe this wasn't allowed because he was Russian. Who's Roman? The guy who came second from Russia. I thought that. I mean, everyone in Russia is obviously. I, I think you know CrossFit is it falls into the category of like powerlifting. I know they're testing Olympic weightlifting, but they they don't. Yeah. Um. And 
they should just and like bodybuilding yeah it's like this like gym sport you know that, yeah exactly there's, there's a good argument of why they shouldn't test i don't think you should test i don't think you should test yeah i know but like like the elite yeah. of the elite they don't test right yeah like that guy who's at the bench press world record i can't remember his name the ray massive williams. yeah ray williams no one gives a fuck about testing ray williams i just don't yeah, yeah, so because yeah, you're trying to find the strongest on earth, right? Who can pull the most weight possible? The CrossFit Games is who is the fittest on earth. Don't test. Don't test. Yeah. Yeah, and they probably wouldn't look that different either. They'd be a bit more jacked. I don't think it would help that much. I think what it would do, it would just... It, I don't know if it would make people necessarily way better. It wouldn't make someone 50% better, no. right? But what it would do, it would just allow them to train more often. Yeah. So, like, you would still need to be sick. It would just keep you, like, you would heal faster and you would have less injuries but your absolute highest potential because what limits people's potential is injuries and like how much yes. training they can tolerate, right? And how much they can adapt from. So steroids just give you that extra 5 to 10%. And what, what I'm saying, like what people don't understand about steroids is that they think they'll look like uh, Ronnie Coleman. No. They won't. No. Look at the weightlifting in the Olympics. They, they look won't normal. Look, they won't look any different. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they probably look might be a tiny bit leaner, maybe some of them. Yeah. That's it. That's it. They'll look pretty much the same. Just look at what the CrossFit Games look like in 2012. Same as that. Yeah. Unless we somehow already established here that they all take juice and that nothing would change. So anyway, um, that's our thoughts on the 22 CrossFit Games. That's the last question. That was the last question? Yeah. Guys, I uh, hope you enjoyed jumping back to a Q&A. As I said in the beginning, this one's not on YouTube. So this one's just on the audio. So uh, make sure that you're tuning in next week with some questions. Uh, pretty much all new people asking these questions. So thank you so much for the new people on Instagram. Uh, that is where you can ask him. My Muscle Project on Instagram. Shoot us a DM or just answer one of the questions when we post it on our story. But for now, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you all next week.